Hi there and welcome to this week's episode, the first ever episode of Schooling the Podcast with me, Davina, your host, your G, your person throughout this whole podcast. Today I'm joined by a very special guest, a close and dear friend of mine who's going to sort of give us a little bit of an insight as to how the education system in a specific part of Malaysia works. So we're going to talk a wee bit about the education system from this person's perspective. We're going to also maybe touch and go on a lot of the fundamentals of education and what's lacking. And we'll give our take a couple of things. Without further ado, let me introduce you to the funniest, the kindest, talented, and one of my greatest friends on planet Earth, Farah Iza Binti Harun. Yes, Farah Iza. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me here. Thank you so much for being a part of this. I really appreciate it. It's It's an honor. No, please, the honors are mine. Don't worry about it. Shall we get into things? Yeah. Before we get into things, right, do you perhaps want to give us a little bit of a background as to uh, the kind of education you've received thus far? Um, okay, so I was educated at a national um, secondary school, so at SMK. Um, so I did all of my secondary school education there. Um, I did um, an arts uh, stream um, and finished my SPM. And then after that, I went to do my A-levels at a private institution. And now I'm currently doing my LLB law at the University of Bristol. Nice. Wow. She didn't name drop anything except University of Bristol, folks. (laughs) No, I mean like okay, fine. I'm doing my little bit law at a rejected university. No, we know. At the you're university proud. of rejected. You're proud. It's fine. You're accomplished. Maybe? It's good. Okay. That's okay. fine. I mean, well. no, you are. You worked really hard to get to where you are. So I mean, it's fine. Don't worry. Name drop if you need name drop. That's how things get rolling. I need to disclaim. Uh, please, if the University of Bristol is listening to this, please don't sue me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I I I disclaim all liabilities, any possible liabilities that may arise from this. Okay, University of Bristol, you heard the woman. <laughs> Sorry. It's fine, don't worry about it. But I, it's interesting to see how you sort of progressed from a national school and then in like the like the time that we've we've known each other, you've sort of made the shift from national to private. <clears throat> yeah. Was the shift really drastic or did you find a lot of similarities, differences? Uh, I think it's hard to say because honestly, I did not enjoy my time um, when I did my A-levels at this certain private institution because it was a very small um, college, essentially. And so it was way smaller than my, my secondary school. And my secondary school was arguably small already. So 
you know, it was, I felt like I was, uh, I was an overgrown fish in a very tiny pond. Um, but um, the education wise, it was a change. Was it drastic? Maybe a little bit, but I was trying to, I was trying really hard to acclimate myself to the situation because first uh, I went to learning everything in BM to suddenly everything's English and not just any normal everyday English. We are writing complex essays in English. I mean, yeah, so it was a bit, um, I guess it was kind of a change um, because my secondary school was, I know some secondary schools in Malaysia, they are very much English speaking. Mine was not. It was very much um, a BM national school. So, you know, uh, so I learned all my subjects in BM except for obviously English, the English language. So going to that, it was um, it was much different. There was a bit of a language barrier, even though I was already a computer speaker in English. Still, it was a change. And um, the um, the skills that you've, you've accumulated in school sometimes are not applicable when you're in private institution, especially in private tertiary education, because, uh, well, you know, some lecturers, don't want to spoon feed you. You get a lot of, but you get a, you 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 received a lot of spoon feeding back in secondary school, right? Uh, even if even when after they implemented the hot system, even then it was still a bit spoon feeding. Uh, it was yeah. So I guess so, but I don't know. So yeah, there, there's a bit of a change. Was it drastic? I don't know, but it was a change. Do you think the spoon feeding, um, the change of like the availability of spoon feeding, do you think that that is something that that bugged you a little bit in your process of learning? I won't lie. I did enjoy it, I think. I, I mean, it's not like it was 100% spoon feeding because I really, uh, I really think that I tried to use my brain as much as possible at the age of 16 and 17. But uh, I, and I can't lie, I didn't enjoy it. I mean, you did you did um, reap some benefits from it. so. But it is uh, a problem because it does not equip um, the students with the necessary skills to go into tertiary education to think for themselves. Yeah, I do agree. I think a lot of skills that you, you learn in school are not necessarily skills that can be applicable the higher you go through in your education life. Yeah. But it's interesting to see, I mean, I know you personally, and so it's, mm-hmm. I see that it's interesting, you know, for you to be able to, you've been a person that has been very quick to adapt to a lot of things. And so I feel like even if the change isn't suitable for you, you've always been the kind of person that's like, okay, this sucks, but I'm going to do it anyway. You know, and you've you've always been the kind of person that's just like we'll go through this, we'll do it, we're doing it, it's being done. You know? So I feel like in terms of adaptability, I think that's something that that you sort of conquered. And I don't know if that's something that is inherent or whether that's something you picked up from uh, you know your primary and secondary school. But I feel like, yeah, you've, you've adapted to the change quite well. So despite that being, I know it's a bit difficult and despite that not being a 
enough in terms of like personal fulfillment i still think you you're doing a pretty damn job adapting pretty damn job a pretty okay. damn good job <laughs> a pretty damn good job thank you so much for saying that i i think i really needed the validation because university is hard it's hard and especially when you're doing it um uh remotely i think that's quite difficult but yeah thank you for saying that i uh, i do i i'm glad that you see that I'm adaptable because um i think it's definitely a skill that i've picked up um, from secondary school so yeah do you think the adaptability how how is it like adapting to covid and learning in covid environments now do you think that your adaptability is sort of like is in full force now or do you think it's sort of hindered your your ability to engage to interact in classes do you think do you think that's been something that's been bothering you i think covid-19 has fully hindered me from from fully engaging um in my classes and the materials that i am learning because um i don't i i feel like i am a, a student that is very much receptive of the teacher's presence and also the other student's presence and how he acts in class so i feel like that everything cuz now everything is just in the screen i don't feel it i don't feel very receptive of anything that i am learning it's hard it's harder for me to understand what i what i am learning what i am supposed to do so yeah i think it has really affected my my learning um yeah even like even if you say that i'm quite adaptable i don't think this was in the cards i don't think this the specific situation that we are in right now was something that i ever envisioned right i agree and and not to sound like a like a piece of crap right mm-hmm. my friend i okay. appreciate you i care yeah. for you however you do come from a place of privilege that needs yeah. to be acknowledged mm-hmm. i care for you i'm just stating that you have privilege yeah 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 like you're able to access um decent amount of internet I mean mm. you're able to like have this conversation with me over the internet yeah. and it's yeah. been going pretty good so far. So yeah. You do have stable internet access to mm-hmm. some degree. Mm-hmm. You also have a, a device that you can talk to yeah. and, like interact with people yeah. using, you know, like your applications and things like that. You you have the resources necessary yeah. to 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 conduct yourself in an environment where learning is encouraged. there are so many people right now that are so unfortunate in the situation that is very unfortunate yeah so like you know there's so many people that don't have you know laptops uh, apps don't have stable internet connection so and that's a if we if we're looking at like malaysia as a whole that's a, like a large population who don't have access to a lot of things so a lot of the times education is at a halt for a lot of these people mm. how do you think like people like you and i how do you think people like us can make it a better place for all people education at a time like this uh that is a very loaded question because um i Sorry. don't believe that 
I mean, obviously, we all have collective care. We all should be caring for everyone. Um, but at the same time, I feel like to put the burden of how to make learning, online learning more accessible, fully accessible to everybody, I don't think that sole responsibility should be placed on individuals. Um, obviously, yeah, right. right now, yeah. So obviously, right now there are NGOs and um, NGOs and groups of people, organizations that are um, that are um, calling for, you know, they are crowdfunding. They are crowdfunding for, um, you know, uh, for laptops for students, especially B40 students. Um, so I think what we can do is we can highlight and donate to those um, funds and collective action. Um, but like I said, uh, this should not be our sole responsibility. I think we should already have the support, uh, integral support from the systems. Um, not going to name them, but we should have integral, uh, integral support from the systems that should be giving us the support. I agree. I agree. It was naive of me to think that you know, the two of us in this podcast could solve world's problems. Uh, well, we love to believe that. I, and I think, um, obviously, like I said, we still have collective responsibility over one another. Um, we should go out, uh, you know, we, we should go out of our way to actively ease somebody else's life. So we can definitely donate, highlight these crowdfunds and stuff like that. But at the same time, like I said, they should be... Um, something that the system in place should you know work on right i agree yeah you're right we've we we're beginning to see uh a lot of the holes and a lot of the ways in which the system is flawed especially at a time like this we see horrible miscommunication among the different sectors in the education system itself we see a lot of people being lost, a lot of people making up uh, excuses to do a bunch of things. You know, a lot of the time, it's very mismanaged to some degree. They say it's, you know, it's MCO, but a lot of things are, are being done behind closed doors. don't really know much about whether things can be done. It's a it's a troubling time for a lot of us. Yeah. It's a it's a time. It's a time. It's a time. <laughs> it's a troubling it's time. A, yeah, what a time you live in. Yeah, you're right. What a horrid time. Anyway, if there's one piece of advice you could give to people just tuning in to the very first episode of the podcast. And also people who are going through the learning process, the teaching and learning process right now. These times and the times of COVID. What sort of advice would you give these people? What's so what like your one like class, this is the end of the session, if you take away anything at all, I want you to take away this. What's your this? Um, I think it's just to keep checking in with yourself and also if you need a rest, have that rest. Um, it's a really weird time right now where time doesn't feel like it's progressing in a linear fashion, but um, 
you know, if you feel like you need rest, go have rest guilt-free because everyone is going through a lot right now. And the fact that somehow, for some reason, um, they're giving us more work, it's inexplicable to me, but it, that's what's happening right now. So I feel like what we should do is take some rest when we need it and also perhaps find your joy outside of uh, class. You know, find your joy that you can latch on, so to speak. Yeah. You mentioned something really interesting. You said the workload has increased. Yeah. You do? You, you, do you think so? Because I know that we're both in our first years, so we, we don't really have like a like uh, we don't really have something, we don't really have like a point of uh, reference. But I've asked around my friends um, in different institutions and in different fields of study, but they all say the same thing. They all say the workload has definitely increased. So what do you think? I, I, I think so. I think you can see that there's a lot of work. I thought it was a normal workload at first, but it is a lot. So I asked around my friends and they said, no, it's not normal. This is a lot more work than they used to give us. I want to say I agree that the workload is, to some extent, quite uh, a lot, especially for the, with the, not only is, is the workload a lot, but it's also like unwarranted to some degree because it's like, <laughs> it's not that institutions don't know that people are going to be suffering from like bad internet and yeah. are going to have other priorities because some people do work. Some people have yeah. to sustain themselves. It's a, yeah. we're, we're not only going through a crisis about COVID and like the, you know, how the infection rate is increasing and whatnot, but we're also going through like an economic crisis where people are losing their jobs. And so a lot of these kids, a lot of us students take it upon ourselves to find means of survival elsewhere, find a financial ways a ways financially to 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 gain leverage over whatever the health situation is right and so yeah. i feel like institutions are aware of these things but mm-hmm. i don't know i like again as you said i don't have a point of reference but i feel like considering that there are all these other nightmares that go along with studying online i feel like the workload is not um, balanced, but then again, I really don't have a point of reference. Yeah, I do agree. It's not balanced. I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like work has become a 24-hour, 24-7 sort of thing. And I feel like once you're doing online learning, I feel like all your learning experience, like all your degree experience is just confined to your room. So it's a little sad. Yeah, it does suck a bit of the life out of, like, studying, right? Yeah. Because there are experiences. Yeah, you used to be able to go to the library, to the cafe, used to go to your friends' places, and you can't do any of that. So it's a little upsetting, but I'm telling telling myself as well now that, like, um, that I'm not the only one suffering. Obviously, there are hundreds of people, thousands and hundreds of people who are going through the same thing that we are right now. And um, but the thing is, the issue is that it doesn't feel that way because we are so isolated. In my experience, anyways, I feel like it's hard to make friends um, in university. So, like, it is just very difficult to make friends. 
so there, you you don't know if you're suffering alone, if you're suffering with people. I hope things get better for you. I hope things get better for a lot of people yeah, who are going through you. similar. Yeah, no worries. I hope a lot of things get better for a lot of people who are going through similar situations. Yeah, I, I don't want to sound like a Debbie Dowder, negative Nancy, but uh, it's just a hard time. What do you think I've been sounding like for the past twenty minutes? Oh God, I've been so negative. I've been like, oh, we've been terrible times, horrid <laughs> times. These yeah. times are bad, bad. <laughs> but I, I'd like to think there's a silver lining to a lot of these things. Even though that's yeah. such a horrid notion, but uh, I mean, hopefully. Hopefully things get better. Yeah, I hope they do too. I I hope things get better for you as well. I hope you, yeah. you gain momentum over a lot of things, and I hope you find, you know, friends and not be so lonely because you know studying can get lonely, especially when you're doing. I will be. No. Okay. Hello. But thank you. Yeah. No worries. Um. Before we end, I would like to just quickly um ask if you have. Anything at all that you like to uh, tell people who are listening? Anything at all? If there's one piece of advice you want to give, or if it's something you wish you know you knew back when you were studying in school, is it something you want perhaps the University of Bristol to find out? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if there's like one piece of like thing where you want to be like, this is my piece, this is my parting gift, this is my parting wisdom. What would that be? Um, you mentioned um, what would I say to people who are in high school. That's something that, that I wish I knew back in high school, right? I think whatever you like right now, whatever hobbies you have, keep at them and keep and keep um, taking on new hobby hobbies if you can. Because I think once you get older, you don't really do much. And I feel like, you know, with the hobbies that you have as a kid, the time that you have as a kid, it's invaluable. And... It's just, it can be fun stories you can tell your friends. It can be like a cool party trick. I don't know. But um, just keep developing hobbies um, if you have any. So yeah, that's all. That is such good advice. Can I just say that is such great advice. I wish somebody told me that. I wish somebody told me that too when I was younger. I wish somebody was just like, um, well, if you like something, just keep at it and don't give up. Because I'm a quitter, actually. I'm a quitter. So no, you're not. You'll be lying, no. Uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a quitter. I mean, I've quit a bunch of things, so I feel like I wish, I, I, as a kid, I wish I just knew to keep at, you know, the things that I was doing because when you were a kid, there aren't real repercussions. When you're an adult, there are real repercussions. So, you know, like when when you're a kid, well, you could just be slightly embarrassed. But you can build your confidence and stuff like that. But when you're an adult, I feel like it's so much worse for some reason. But it's just something you have to keep on learning. But I mean, like, it's not too late to take your own advice, you know. You could always learn a cool party trick and you could always, you know, learn a phrase or two in, like, Italian and be like, these yeah. are my three phrases that I know that I'm going to whip up whenever yeah. I'm in trouble. You true. Know? true, 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 true. You're right. Uh, yeah, you're right. Don't worry about it. You've got this. Before we end, I would like to just quickly say thank you so much for being a part of this and like for 
for spending some time with me. I know, you know, time with you is very rare. It's few and far between. And so I appreciate you taking time to talk to me now, considering your schedule is pretty hectic. So thank you so much for, for coming on. Okay, thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be here. No, my Good pleasure. Don't worry. You. I hope I hope we get to have you uh, soon. Yeah, sure. I'm free and ready. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The second time you lied in this podcast. Anyway, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being on. I appreciate it immensely. You've been such a good person to talk to. You, you, you've always been the person to talk to. So it's just you being you at this point. Okay. So thank you so much. Uh, for um, everybody else, please stay tuned. Uh, please stick around for the next episode. It's going to be very interesting. If you hate anything at all, don't tell me about it. If you like this, please continue uh, listening. Um, tell your friends about it. Tell your family about it. Tune in. Listen on. And I hope you enjoy it. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye.